0: Well, hello everybody, my name is Kyle Ridley, and I am a child of God, and I feel blessed, I feel privileged to be able to share a little bit from my personal life, a little bit about what God has done in my life, and some scripture from his word, but before we get started, I just want to open up in a prayer. Father, God, I thank you for this moment that you've given us, that you've blessed us with thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for the opportunity to speak encouragement to your children. Thank you that you use people like us to do your will, God. I pray that we would leave here with a deeper understanding of who you are, the love that you have for us. We would have a deeper hunger for you, God, in your word. We praise you for who you are. In Jesus' name. So, I don't have a title slide, but if I did, it would say, is she the one? This is a relationship topic, and it made a lot of sense when Kevin asked me if I would speak on relationships. I have been married for seven months, and so I'm a professional. I'm writing a book on marriage to (laughs) spread my expertise. Uh, No. Uh, it's, It's actually really weird to talk about relationships because this is something that is really new to me, and just a few years ago, I was in a season of singleness, and so God has kind of transformed that relatively quickly, and I thought it would be a good idea to, to share you know, my, my pre-dating life to leading up to marriage and what God is showing me right now. I wanna say that I think that relationships are good. I believe that is biblical. Uh, in the beginning, God has been creating things. He's creating the, the stars. He's creating the animals, the plants. And he's saying, this is good, this is good, all of this is good. But then he looks at something, and he says, this isn't good. And it's when he looks at Adam, and he says, it is not good for man to be alone. And so we know that we were created for relationships. We're created to have a relationship with God the Father, and we're created to have a relationship with each other. And that can be friendships, that can be our co-workers, and that can be romantic relationships. So for me, when I first became a Christian, I knew nothing about Scripture. I couldn't quote John 3:16. <laughs> it was, it was pretty bad yeah. didn't come from a Christian background. but what God had done he'd put in my heart the desire for a life and the first thing he did was changed my, my view on how I saw people, specifically women um, coming from a background of you know lust and you know, just kind of objectifying Women, how how you would look at them. He had now transformed that to where I would want a, a godly one, somebody who was seeking him, someone who was you know believing in his word, who was applying it. And so that was the the first kind of criteria for if I was going to find somebody that I would you know have be a wife. And I had expectations, I had hopes, and what had happened is none of that was going according to my plan, and it was very discouraging. I would open up my Bible and look for encouragement, and I would read from Paul, it is good for a man not to touch a woman, and I thought, that's not what I was looking for. Uh, I would read other verses, and it was just like, man, is God calling me to a life of singleness forever? Or like, what's going on here? I feel that. It's it's so real. And it it was very discouraging, but when I look back, I can see that God had a bigger plan. If things had worked out how I had wanted, I wouldn't be where I am today, I wouldn't be with who I am with today, and I wouldn't change that or trade that for anything. So truly, when things aren't going our way, God is for us, he has bigger plans than we could ever imagine, and I just encourage you to put your, your faith in that. So an example of how God is in control was, we had our 7th Avenue building, and that was the building I actually got saved in, that was my first church family, but we had outgrown that building, and so we needed a new space. And we got some space at the Clarkson High School. They let us use their auditorium. And this opened up opportunities to to serve on new dream teams, to interact with new people. I made many new friendships. And one of those friendships was with someone named Audrey who happened to work at the church. And we had begun talking and we'd begun interacting and we started to go on dates. And this was, once we started dating, something that God had put in our hearts was to pray for the relationship very early. Would this be something that we would have go towards marriage? Um, Previously, in both of our lives, we would just kind of date to pass the time, so to speak. So there was no real commitment. It was like, okay, I'll date for a year or two, and if it works, it works, if not, whatever. And so we were very intentional in seeking God because we wanted his confirmation. We both came from a background where divorce had been a part of the family, and we didn't want that. So we, we wanted to see God's will. And so when we had this discussion, it seemed like immediately Audrey got her confirmation. She's like, oh, I, I got confirmation from God. And I got kind of nervous because I, I didn't have that yet. And I wanted to have the confirmation, but I, I kind of have a doubting Thomas kind of complex, I guess, where I'll ask God to hit me in the head with a brick. I'll get hit in the head with a brick and be like, God, was that a coincidence or are you involved in that? And I just really want to believe, especially on things that I think are, are life-changing. Like, this is a big decision. I'm spending the rest of my life with this person. And so I began reading, and I would pray, and I would read, and I would pray, and I just felt like I wasn't getting answers from God. But then one day I was reading in 1 Kings, which honestly has nothing to do with relationships. I believe there's a lot of ways that we can hear from God. I believe that we can hear answers in prayer and worship from a brother or sister. But I think the most important way we can hear from God is through his word, the Bible. And so as I'm reading, I'm asking God, you know, is she the one, I'm just, you know, I haven't heard an answer yet. I'm just God, is, is she really the one that you would have me be with? Aren't there, you know, billions of girls? Why would she be any different from anyone else? And I was being very vulnerable, very transparent with him because I, I wanted a definitive answer. And the scripture comes up where King Solomon has an abundance of wealth. And it said that he actually had so much silver that it became as common as a stone. And I don't know why, but for some reason, that scripture leapt, leapt off the page into my heart. And I felt like God was challenging me to not look at his daughter as if she was common, but that she was actually very valuable, that she was precious. And that stuck with me and it didn't necessarily confirm that Audrey was the one that I was supposed to be with, but it had planted seeds. And so I I kept praying and I kept reading and it was about four or five weeks later that I was reading in Acts chapter 10. And it, it, it came up again and it's a completely different context. So in Kings, that's the Old Testament and in Acts, that's the New Testament. And we're dealing with two different people And yet, God challenged me again to not look at his daughter as if she was common. Because I was asking the question, is she the one? Or is she just another one? And I felt like God said, no, no. This is the one. Treat her like she is precious. And when I look back at those moments and I look up to where I am today, it's so true. I've never experienced a love like the love that Audrey gives me. She is the closest thing to unconditional love that... I could ever hope for um, second only to God um, she is so loyal she's supportive she is encouraging uh, she radiates positivity she has even more energy than me um, she is gracious she's been she's shown me forgiveness she is patient with me and, and my energy levels um, she's following her dream she's making her family proud and she's just she's so she's so loving and I, I couldn't put into words I could never do it justice and there's too many times where I, I take that for granted. And I'm, I'm very blessed because I know that God's word is so true that she is not common. And that's not to say that everything is perfect or you know, we have it all together because you know we bicker more than, I wish that we did, and a lot of that's on me. And so when I'm, when I'm reading the word and I'm thinking about Audrey, I get challenged to view her a specific way. And now that I, I am married to her, there's a lot of things I'm called to do. You know, it says, we we ought to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Well, he gave himself for the church. And I I struggle with that. You know, I I read Paul's words in Philippians 2, and it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. Esteem others better than yourselves. And that's hard. You know, I come from a background where it's always been about me. So it's not do things selfishly. It's a struggle. He says that we need to think about other people's interests above our own, and I agree with what Paul says. I think these are good things, but I, I struggle to to do them consistently. But I think that there's a key in scripture. Um, it's the scriptures that I think are so important. And if you guys want to open up to Colossians three, I think this is a key of how we can have really successful relationships. In Colossians chapter 3. I'm just going to read three verses and you guys can read along. It'll start in verse 12. Colossians 3 verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And I really believe in these scriptures is the key to have a healthy, successful relationship. And we we see good things in here, right? Put on tender mercies, right? Kindness, the long suffering or patient, Right? We see forgiveness as a key. Do you guys see those in that scripture? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a test of making sure you're yes, still awake. So Thank community. you, sir. Yes. They're they're there, for sure. But I think that when we read these scriptures, at least when I read them, I won't put it on you. We do it selfishly. We get selfishly ambitious. When I read those scriptures, I see it as I have to be, you know, humble. I see it as I have to be patient. I have to be forgiving. I have to put on tender mercies. I, 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 me, me, me. I I make it about myself, and yet I think we miss the true beauty of the scriptures. In verse 12, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, that means that we are chosen by him. We're the ones in whom God has selected. And I feel like we overlook it. Well, what's my part? What do I need to do? What has God done? Who has God called you to be? says we are holy and beloved. That means we're set apart. We have a purpose and we're loved more than we can truly understand, especially when we're looking to get glory through what we do. Well, I'm I'm serving the church and I'm I'm serving my wife and I'm doing all these things and we fail to look at what God has done. I think that the the biggest encouragement I could offer the biggest way we could be successful is to believe that God is who he says that he is. And it, it sounds simple, and, and truly it is, but we get caught up and we get distracted so easily. We start worrying about ourselves. But truly, if we are reading God's word, if we're praying, if we're meeting like this, coming into contact with other believers, the church, the body of Christ, then I think we set ourselves up for success. And so, I don't know where you guys are specifically. I don't know if you guys are in relationships, if you just got out of one, if you're hoping to become in a relationship, but whatever it is, God has you on a plot of grass right now. And a lot of us can tend to look over at our neighbors and say, well, their their grass is greener. I I wish that I was in a relationship, or some people in relationships say, well, I wish I had more free time like my single friends. But wherever God has planted you, is where we should be watering, watering our grass because the grass is not green on the other side it's green where you water it right. Right. so let's seek God first because all the other things are going to follow so I just want to pray for us right now God I thank you that you are the creator of good relationships God I thank you that we can even have a relationship with you I thank you that we can know you I thank you for your word I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. God, I thank you that he was perfect and he lived a life that none of us could live. God, thank you for your grace and your forgiveness. God, I pray that we would be people that would look at what you've done, that we would understand how you see us, that when we, when we look at others, we would see them as your children. Flawed as we are flawed. God, help us to share your love in this world. Help us to receive the love that you have for us, God. Teach us your will for our lives. God, we thank you for everything that you are and everything you will do in our lives. We praise you in Jesus' name.
1: And now for this week's announcements all right so welcome to regenerate okay we are so glad you are all here um first order of business we have a lovely uh sign-in book so if you would please mark an x by your name if it's on the sheet if your name is not on the sheet that's because you have not been here before and so there's a red tab behind the <laughs> sign-in sheet that we just ask that you write down your name and your email address and your phone number. Um, we promise we won't spam you with a bunch of things. We just want to have your contact information and we want to know you're here, so that's why we want your information. And then next week when you come, your name will be on the sign-in sheet. You just write an X by it. Um, so please do that as it goes by. Um, also, family camp um, from uh, with River City is, well, it's actually with Live Links. Um, is august 4th through 8th so a little while from now but early bird registration starts february 3rd so if you want to go to family camp and you know you want to do that now you can register then and get an early bird discount on that um also i um i mentioned this last week but on february 13th which is the week of valentine's day so the day before valentine's day we are going to have a little special forum here same time as regenerate normally is but we're just gonna have a whole bunch of questions about love and relationships and whatever comes to mind when you think about those things. We want your questions and we'll have um, a panel of some couples here that will answer your questions. So we, um, you can send in questions to us now at regeneratelcsc at gmail.com. Um, if we don't get any questions, then we'll make you guys send us some questions because we need them. But um, yeah, just literally anything, nothing is off the table.